0: What's up, bees? Hello. Welcome to the Brit on Blast podcast where we put everything and anything on blast. Y'all know that nothing is safe here. <laughs> What's this week's roundup, Brit? So this week we are talking about
1: habits. We are inspired by our daily routines and we bring in atomic
0: habits and
1: consistency and all the good things you need to know about habits.
0: It's pretty awesome. We recorded this one last week, so it's going to be, um, you know, a refresh for us. I definitely didn't follow any of my habits this week after we literally talked about how they were non-negotiable and the most important thing in our lives. I did none of them, but I've been weirdly productive, but I did keep my non-negotiables. That's great. That's great. Sometimes you have to, you even if you get off track or like your
1: routine is messed up, just gently pulling yourself back is all you have to do to stay on track. It's like, you know, working out or eating healthy. It's like, you're not going to do that 100% of the time. You're not going to follow your habits 100% of the time. Yeah. But just gently pull yourself back. Totally. And
0: I think we did talk about eating and like how I'm really bad at eating. I don't have like Same. a good schedule for that. Yeah. And I have been really good about eating since our last podcast. And maybe that's why I have all this insane energy. Nice. That could be it. Just I know. food. You're- Can you imagine?
1: <laughs> such a simple, easy thing to fix. And then boom, you're yeah. productive AF.
0: All right. Well, anyway, let's talk about something else. How was your week? This week was
1: great. Um, I spent a lot of time outside, which is always healing. My and favorite. Good for me and my mental health, my stupid, stupid mental health. <laughs> um, BLFT has a ton of events scheduled for February. So I'm really just kind of enjoying this time. of not having to load, unload and pop up all over. I love pop ups so much, but like just having a little bit of break has been great. And we've been able to organize and, like I said, kind of take care of that back end stuff that gets shelved. Um, and yeah, it's been kind of a weird week with it being a holiday yesterday. Yeah. Um, John had the day off and I loved having him home, but like we were talking about, it just throws your habits off. So like Mondays are usually a day that I just like absolutely crush. And John was home and it's, it was
0: awesome, but just kind of threw things off. So, I mean, that's the, um, and, the and space that we talk about right. all the time. It's like, yeah, I'm super happy to have my husband home. He's incredible. I love to spend time with him. And also, my productivity is completely off and now I'm behind right. for the work week. <laughs> right.
1: So, I had to stay up really late last night and finish everything, but it's fine. How's your week?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, to put it best, like you just did, just out here working on my stupid mental health. Stupid, stupid <laughs> mental health. <laughs> Actually, things are solid for me right now. Um, like I just mentioned, am I following any of the habits we discussed on the pod, pod last week? No. I'm just one giant work in progress over here. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's like you said, you can always jump back in as long as you keep the non-negotiable habits. Things are manageable, but I, I feel so good right now. I, I feel like I'm getting so many huge projects done. You're seeing that we have a website now for Brit oh on my blast. Gosh. You
1: have been absolutely annihilating lately. I am so
0: stoked and our website and our content looks so fire. Thank you. I worked like eight hours on Sunday and then I worked 12 hours yesterday. I can't stop. I feel amazing. Um, and I also just want to talk about like one personal social thing that happened. Cause y'all know everybody seems to love to hear about my fucked up relationships Um, but this is not so fucked up anymore. Like I'm feeling so good. I cannot even express that enough. Um, I was having the time of my life at shims on Friday night and the puppy walked in with his new girl or like whatever. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what the situation is. I didn't ask. I literally could not have fucking cared less. Like I was so unfazed by that. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because I thought that after the like insane, I was so pathetic for like, you got to see it. I was like a mess for a while. And like he, that man broke my heart into a million tiny pieces. I thought I would be acting a fool or I'd be upset. No, you guys, I was like health and wellness. I was, and still am completely unfazed. I'm honestly just so stoked because you never know until you have to come face to face with a fear or a problem, how Mm -hmm. you're going to react to it. And it just solidified the fact that all this work I've been doing on myself is working and actually paying off. So I'm stoked for my life, my business, my friendships, this pod, the whole world just seems to be in alignment for me right now. So nice stoked. Yes. And wildly
1: grateful. That's awesome. I feel like that's just such a liberating feeling. And You know, when you have all these emotions about a past relationship, Mm -hmm. whether they be positive or negative, it still means that you care. But the second that you become indifferent is the most freeing feeling. And it sounds like you were just like, huh, there he is. Like, that's what I literally, I'm not going to like, you didn't have any emotions evoked.
0: My girlfriend was like, um, did the puppy just walk in with his sister? And I was like, I turned around and I was like, yeah, that like, also I can't see very well. So I (laughs) turned around and I was like, yeah, that kind of looks like them, turned back around and just kept dancing. And nice. Holly- Holly was literally like, I don't know. She, she was more phased than me. Cause she was like, I don't understand. Yeah, Are you okay? Like, sh- should we freak out? Are we going to the bathroom? You're like, like are we burning it down? Yeah. what What is happening? <laughs> Do you need a <laughs> shot of tequila? Yeah. Like what the fuck is going on? And I literally was like, no, what? We're not stopping what we're doing. Like we're having a dance party. This is the best time of my life. Don't That's stop. Awesome. But I don't know. I just, we got great news for the podcast too. Last week we mm-hmm. have way more listeners and followers than we could have ever imagined. So Christian sent that over to us. Not just like blew my mind. We've had photo shoots back to back. I just feel like we're thriving, Britain. Yeah, no, you're thriving
1: that. I mean, we are together, but you are doing such a good job. And like I said, just
0: so liberating to just be at peace, you know? Yeah. I mean, you have two businesses right now that are about to pop off in February. So man, I'm excited for you.
1: Thanks. I'm, I'm gearing up. It's going to be awesome. I mean, BLFT is still cruising. Like
0: it's awesome. Um, I know, but it's really about to pop off. Oh um, man. Yeah. Everybody about to get those Valentine's day outfits. Yes. Oh my gosh. I can't (laughs) wait. Um, all right. Well, let's jump into this week's podcast up. Wow. I can't talk. Let's jump into habits y'all. written. Tell us what BLFT is all about because you know it's my favorite place to shop. The biggest little fashion truck
1: is a family-owned and operated boutique on wheels. We got started five years ago because I had this deep desire to make women feel more confident. And I found out that one of the many ways you can enhance your confidence was through clothing. Hence our why confidence through clothing. We love some confidence in our lives. We pride ourselves in bringing back that old school expertise in customer service by providing an experience whether it be at our pop-up events around town we love the pop-up events i'm at those with her all the time and
0: they are fire
1: or we have a storefront the babe cave We just want each and every babe to feel better and be ready to be seen after shopping with us. Shop us online at the Babe Cave or our pop-up events at local businesses around town. We can't wait to see you. And a little something special we have for you. Use promo code BOB20 for
0: 20% off your purchase online. Hell yeah. I'm going to be shopping today.
1: So Britt. Because this is in your wheelhouse, why the Automobile Museum?
0: I mean, you know, for me, it's about the cars all day long. I love cars. I like old cars, new cars, all the things. For me, the fact that they have the DeLorean here and the Batmobile in the same room is like, it's like, it's it makes my heart happy. Um, So that's why for me, but I think for like someone... Like us, like doing things with all of our friends, like yeah, 160 the of our close friends yes. could go to the theater. In any movie that you want, they
1: have so many things to offer. The space camp for your kids if you like, need a little break or you want to look at the cars. Reno's just really lucky to have it. It's one of the biggest collections, I think, in the country,
0: yeah. which is awesome. It's so cool. And the fact that it's here in the biggest little city is like the coolest thing ever. So yeah, grab a bottle of tequila yeah. and <laughs> come on into the theater. Yes, back to the future. Get all your friends, 160 of them, so the whole town of Reno. So everyone you know. <laughs> and watch a movie. Yep. You can find tickets at theautomuseum.org. Uh, uh. Yeah. And yeah, that's where that's where you go get your tickets. Perfect. Fun day. All right, y'all. So we talked two weeks ago about how the first week of the new year, we had this super intense overwhelm from the new year and we were just trying to like shake the previous year. Um, and I was really like going through that in a heavy way. And my dad always seems to be like a couple steps ahead of me. And he sent me this book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. The year before he had sent me, and I'll have to figure out what the author of it is, but he sent me, um, the compound effect, which is basically the concept that like you create small habits that compound, or you do everything you do compounds. And then eventually, you know, you, you have like it brings you to your results essentially. You talk
1: about the compound effect all the time.
0: Yeah. Cause I think it's really important. Like everything that you do in your day, you think it's so small. It's kind of like the butterfly effect too. Right. right? Like, but it has a reaction and a consequence. Mm -hmm. Yes. And like, even to the point where it's like, yeah, maybe doing the laundry is like not the thing that you want to do when you're in a partnership. But if you do the laundry and it takes you 10 seconds to do it, you know, that has an impact or like saying a kind thing to somebody could really impact their day and you have no idea. And then they go say
1: another kind thing to someone else Mm -hmm. and maybe that person's going through a difficulty and that prevents them from doing something harmful to themselves. You just never know like what you start with like one kind thing or even one negative thing. Exactly. So it's like, might as well shift it and make it kind.
0: So I really like marinated on the compound effect and I really always go back to that one. This year, my dad sent me atomic habits. Um, and I am still reading the book, so I'm not fully finished with it. So I don't want anybody to think that I like know all from this book. I don't, but what I did find is a lot of parallels to my own life. And there was a quote that stood out to me that I cannot shake. And it is winners and losers set the same goals. Does that not like that just fucking, that hit me so hard. I was like, Oh my God, that's so true. Like you literally set the goal to get the job. If you're going on an interview, you're setting the goal to get the job. Everybody does, whether you get the job or you don't get the job, you set the same goal. So what are you doing? What's the difference? You know what I mean? What separates you? Right. It's like, haven't you seen that meme? That's like, you
1: have the same amount of hours per day as Oprah. Right. And it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do with them? You know?
0: No. Granted at a certain point, like now Oprah has assistants and people that help her with it. So it's a <laughs> little bit different. And like, even when you look at like the difference between you and I, it's like, I am single in my business and in my life. Like mm-hmm. it's just me only, whereas you have support around mm-hmm. you, but that doesn't make a difference because when you started out, you were me. yeah. And when Oprah started out, she was me right. like by herself. Right. And so I think that that's really important. So For me, what I took away from that and I wrote, it was the first, I was inspired to write again, which hasn't happened in a long ass time. That's awesome. Yeah. So what I realized what separates, excuse me, I'm just choking on my coffee over here. Um, so what separates them is action. So if actions are too big, like the ones we take during the holiday season Mm -hmm. (laughs) as businesses, you burn out and you get exhausted and you're really not like those actions are too big. So it's not the actions alone that separate right. them. These grand gestures towards your goals are not sustainable. So mm-hmm. you'll eventually fail. Mm-hmm. And it always comes back to the compound effect for me. Yes, it does. Which is essentially creating small habits and doing small tasks consistently that will eventually create the life, relationship, and career or career you desire. So it's all about creating habits. So I was super inspired to talk about this and I'm just excited. I was excited. Britain was excited. So yes. what do you got going on? over there? Well, it's habits are so
1: important just for overall life and our health. Yeah. Um, and habits have been such a huge part of my life and I haven't always been good at them. Um, but I'm all about creating habits that last. And I like to call it a lifestyle change. Um, and something that's going to, like I said, like the longevity of it, but I always have I haven't always had that perspective. And I used to be that person that would try to accomplish an unrealistic amount of tasks in one day. Yeah. Like I would be like, today's the day I'm gonna clean out my whole room, my whole house. Like, what? Like take it one room out of you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I used to be. Or I would try to lose 10 pounds before upcoming beach trip in one week. Yep. I'd be like, I'm gonna do the cayenne. Do you remember that oh my god, lemon cayenne
0: and lemon yeah oh my god and
1: water and I'd be like that's all I'm drinking for five days and guess what I couldn't freaking finish it and I would go to pub and sub and just be like
0: can to I, be clear can, can I get a sub and a pizza <laughs> like nobody can finish that because at the end of it literally day two I was like I'm gonna murder somebody if I do yeah. not have a steak right now
1: exactly and so it's like why would I do that like just little bits over time would have gotten me to my goal um, and also when I first started working out and running after softball, because I like took a huge chunk of time off because I was just so done, yeah. but then I like a hated the way I felt, hated the way I looked. Um, and all that muscle turned to fat mm. in oh a, it turned so fast and it, I was like super stocky and like strong. Like I was like, you know, geared to hit home runs and stuff. And then like, after I just kind of like hung out cause I was like, I don't want to work out again ever. Yeah. And I just turned to fat real quick. But so when I started working out again, I would try to like go out, like I would get like, I'm going to work out and I would go and try to run 10 miles in one day. And I was like, mm, maybe I should just try to like jog to the end of the block. Seriously. And then the next day go a little bit more. So I learned really quick that doing that wasn't working for me and I had to establish habits. Um, Now I have a 120 week workout streak, yeah. according to my Peloton app. So honestly, it's probably longer, but, um, that's when we got our treadmill and I'm super proud of it because I used to just do the 10 miles in one day and then not be able to walk for two weeks and then try again, you know? So it hasn't always been easy, but the key for me is starting small Mm -hmm. and stacking, which means attaching new habits to an already existing habit, um, which we're going to talk about later and honestly making it easy, not allowing for friction to stop from that habit. Um, we're we're going to get into our routines a little bit later and we can talk all about that. Um, but the most important thing to me about habits is to free up that creative capacity. Oh my God, yeah. Meaning we don't have to actively think about the habits. They're in our subconscious, so we just do them. And that allows us to save our brain power for higher level thinking. Um, and I've talked about this before. Decision fatigue is a thing. It's a major thing. By the end of the day, I cannot make another decision and to be quite honest, I'm like super irritable by them. Yeah. Oh, same. Every decision, like whether or not I should like take the trash out or like it's just exhausting. So, I mean,
0: we talked earlier today about how like I had, to, I called Holly last night because I was like, or maybe I was talking to somebody about it. Like, I called Holly and I was like, I'm lonely and I just want to have dinner and I don't know what to do and I have nothing to make in my fridge. Can you sort it out? And she was like, Meet you at Chihuahuas at six. You're like, perfect. Like, Thank done. you so
1: much. Here we go. Yes. So by creating habits that we do subconsciously, it allows us to put our conscious efforts towards progressing our business, our Mm -hmm. relationships, lives, et cetera, healthy things. Yep. Um, And something else that I was like, just came across, there's always these publications that come about, about like the habits of highly successful people. Mm -hmm. And many of them go out of their way to the, to eliminate the amount of decisions that they make in a day. Yeah. Um, And I read that Albert Einstein wore the same gray suit every day. It wasn't the same one, but it was the same style. He had like probably four of them or something. Steve Jobs too. Yes. And that was for efficiency. So he didn't waste precious brain power on something that wasn't important to him or his job. Obviously for us in our lives, aesthetic, we, I mean, we both, you love fashion and essentially you kind of have to play that part with your business. And I, my job is centered around fashion. So I can't eliminate the decision of getting dressed, but there's other areas of my life that I can eliminate those decisions. And I was thinking like, for me, the most important thing would maybe be like diet, um, food. That's like, you were just saying, that's a huge thing for me. And I like found according to have um, they said that research shows that majority of people make around 200 food and eating related decisions every day.
0: So this is honestly, this is the area that I need the most work on because I will literally not eat. And it's not like this is not a diet, a fad or anything. It's literally like and I, I'm struggling. so it's like one o'clock. Uh,
1: yeah. It's and like your brain is shutting down yeah. and you're like,
0: I'm shaky because and your stomach's like eating itself because all you've had is black coffee. Yep. yep. And I didn't realize it was such a problem until just recently when I started doing Pilates so aggressively and so consistently because I will do Pilates and an hour and a half after Pilates, I'm absolutely exhausted. Like I cannot get up from You're the You're like couch. ravenous.
1: You're like my, your muscles need it. Your body needs that fuel. Right. Right.
0: Well, and I asked Tiffany, either Tiffany or Brianna, I was like, Oh, why am I so, why am I so tired after yeah. Pilates? And they were like, are you eating anything after? F-? And I'm like, no, I forget. I don't. Right. So I'm going to start me. Pl- that's on my list of things to do as meal plan. Now.
1: Right. And so that will eliminate so many of the decisions that we have to make every day. And that is huge for me as well. Um, you know, I like, Plan out my day with my to-do list and I noticed that I don't put in time to work out or or I mean time to eat. Like I put in every aspect besides breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And like that's weird because that takes time. Like you can't shovel food in your mouth. I mean, you can. Today I did that with egg bites. I just was like shoveling them in as I was driving here. But like, I don't know. It just like I had to make that decision. If we could eliminate that, that's something that I'm gonna try. And I want to eat healthier foods that like you know, fuel our bodies especially yeah. when we're working out. Um, and I love to eat. I would like to be very clear. I, I love food. Yeah, me too. But I feel like it just takes, it takes like the goodness out of it. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Even if you, I was just thinking if I could just plan my breakfast and lunch every day and then dinner, I could leave up to like whatever, you That's know, if I have an human event.
0: Design. Human design. Really? Yeah. What? Because we are like, our digestion is within, like it's centered around light. So that basically means that whether we digest information or food or anything, it has to be within bright, like the light times of the day. Oh my gosh. So that's why, like, are you not a dinner person? I'm not a dinner person. Like I could live without dinner. Yeah. I'll like eat everything I need to eat. I usually eat before 4 p.m. so interesting. And then if I eat like after, it's usually because I'm going out with somebody that I'll eat after dark.
1: That's interesting. Fun fact. I love, I mean, yeah, I totally relate to that. I mean- yeah. So anyways, if we can eliminate the decision fatigue and the decisions that we have to make in a day, I also read something, this is just kind of a crazy thing, but like judges, um, who are like making decisions on parole and stuff like that, in the if they like the people that they have in the morning, they're more likely to hear their story and to grant them parole versus just, you know, slamming it down on them. Later in the afternoon, they're more likely to just be like, I don't have the time to think about. It. So they take the safe route, which is just throwing them into jail, which is crazy. That
0: is fascinating. And And it's not,
1: yeah. And it's not anything that they're doing consciously. It's subconsciously because they're decision fatigue and they don't have the energy. So anyways, eliminate the decisions you have to make. And that's like my biggest thing with habits is allowing for that creative space.
0: Yeah. And I love that you brought that up because that is such a key thing. And when I was putting together all of the details, like that was what I didn't realize that I was why I do that. Like when I go through my routine, you'll see. So let's just jump into that. Yeah. So Britt, why intentional candles for mental health? Because building healthy habits around your intentions can have a positive impact on not only your mental health, but your overall productivity. I wanted to create a premium non-toxic candle that reminded my customers that life is complex and we can live in the and space. Talking about mental health and mental illness doesn't always have to be scary or depressing. Uh, Sometimes it can be fun and enlightening. We are wildly unique and expansive creatures as we've talked about on the podcast before. And we can be many things in a day. And sometimes we just need to light a candle to remind ourselves who the fuck we are and what we are capable of. I 100% agree with that. Plus, your candles
1: smell so good and they fill up my whole house. I hear you have something special for
0: our listeners. I do. I have a little promo for our bees. Y'all can head to haveninflux.com and use code Bob20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. I hope y'all enjoy. So basically... What I want to bring up and and I bring up a lot of like, listen, I was at one point married to a therapist. I go to therapy, I'm very fascinated with the human mind, my same, yeah, my best friend is a psychology major, like
1: I was a psychology major. Were you really I graduated with psychology, yeah, so you I wanted this. yeah, I love psychology i I mean, obviously, I'm not using that, but um,
0: I think also why I'm so fascinated by it because you know, with my brother and everything like that, anyway, so. Britton and I throw around how we both have ADHD a lot on this pod. Right. Uh, we talk about our, our non-negotiables a lot as well. And those are basically just habits that we have formed that are like the anchors within our routine. So Mm -hmm. working out meditation, no phone time, things like that. Uh, meditation is more for me. Like I don't like doing it, but I have recognized that when I do do it, it makes a big difference in my day. Mm -hmm. I didn't do it today and I'm grumpy. Um, which you guys don't know that. I'm totally happy and pleased to be here. You're not coming across (laughs) as grumpy. No, I'm not, but I'm just like it's like a it's like a lethargic feeling over my head. Like Mm -hmm. I just feel like lethargic. Um so it's not grumpy, it's just like slow. Mm -hmm. Um, so we and you know, I think as a society, like we hear business owners talk about how they have ADHD a lot. My dad has ADHD and he's been an entrepreneur my entire life. So my dad has ADD really bad as well.
1: Um and I mean, anyone who works with him or around him knows that, yeah, he has, but he's learned to function with it, and you can get into a
0: well, and you know that's and that's what it really comes down to is like why do so many business owners have that? and you think about like athletes and everything like that? Well, from a young age, people with ADHD are forced to channel all of this extra energy that we have. I mean, and that's what it comes down to. My leg is going to be bouncing. I'm going to be talking super fast. I'm never going to be focused on your eyes. Like I'm always going to be looking around. Sometimes you're going to be talking to me. And as much as I'm trying to listen, it's like you're talking through a super thick fog that I can't hear your words. Like, yeah, and I out.
1: used to remember like in school, my professor would be talking or our teacher and I'd be like focused more on like the way their lips are moving and yeah. like what they were wearing and their handwriting and how they were writing on the board than the actual content coming out of their mouths. Yeah. And I always doodle. Like always. if you saw my notebooks from college yep. or high school, like there's doodles all over them. And that's actually when I would listen my best. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I feel like yeah, we are forced at a young age to come to the conclusion that we have it. And we're like, channel all this extra energy. But how cool is it that like in this day and age, people identify it because when my dad was in school on his report cards, it says, Ricky can't sit still. Ricky's really bad. Like, it's not that he's not smart. He's a really smart guy, but like, that's what they identified it as.
0: Well, schools aren't built for people like you and I and your dad. And that's why you also hear a lot of business owners saying like, or not even business owners, but successful people saying, right. Like, yeah, I'm not good at school. Right. Yeah. Well, I wasn't good at school, but I'm good at life. Yeah. Like, I'm I was really good at life. Right.
1: And that, I mean, that's for anyone out there who maybe feels like they're not good at school. Just find what you are good at and dive right into that.
0: And don't let anybody tell you differently yeah. or make you feel insecure about it. Right. And I also would like to point out that everybody in the world, we all have a devil and an angel that sit on our shoulders, right? The difference is, is for people like, our dads and us, Mm -hmm. we can't hide our devil. Mm -mm. Sometimes it just is out there. And like, we have to really, really focus to do it. Athletes, bookworms, gym rats, adventurers, and business owners. I mean, and Christian is over here nodding his head so aggressively (laughs) because it's true. It's true because we're forced to create habits at a very, very young age. And if we don't have those habits that create a healthy routine, then we will fail and not only will we fail but we'll be in a position where people point it out Mm -hmm. and I'd like to tell a super quick story and I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast I was hanging out with this one of my friends and he was like don't you think it's an issue that you can't sit still oh god now out loud and this is just the example of like the devil and the angel right like out loud I was like no because it makes me very successful Mm -hmm. and it makes me like experience a lot of beautiful adventures right in my mind, I was like, yeah, I should probably figure out how to sit the fuck still. Like, I don't know how to do it. And I don't like, that's just the way that it is. But when you step away from that, you have to notice a couple things. One, people are going to point out all of the things you're already insecure about. Right. And I tell, I don't know who I was talking to about this, but it's like, it is my biggest insecurity. My ADHD is my biggest. Insecurity. Yeah.
1: Well, it kind of, I, I feel you on that for sure. It just kind of make, makes me come across it. Well, first of all, I always walk into situations and I feel like I'm not as prepared mm-hmm. or I'm like just cause I'm scattered. Yeah, exactly. I'm constantly scattered. So I just feel like I'm automatically behind. That is so funny that you told that story because I mean, granted, John is The best but like he'll like reach over and my leg will be and he'll just like put his hand on it like
0: calm Calm down
1: yeah also in conversations when i'm like we're like driving and i'll just like be talking his ear off and i'll just jump from one thing to another and i'm like keep up and he's like no you don't make sense. Like, yeah. I'm like, up, like, he's like, I'm not in your brain, My, yeah. you know? And so it's just like little things like that. He's and like, I get down. so frustrated. I'm like, you didn't get that. And he's like,
0: Whoa, I didn't know you changed the topic. Yeah. Why are we talking? And about John that? is
1: brilliant. He's a brilliant man. And like, he's like, bro, you don't make sense. Like,
0: Oh, when I'm texting people, I typically have two conversations with one person going at any given time.
1: I'm the worst texter ever. People are like, yeah, you're coming or sounds good. Like, what are you replying to? Like, I never know what you mean. My friends are like, dude, sort of. (laughs)
0: Yeah. But you know, and this just going back to habits, you know, Britton and I, and I think other people like us, we learned that if we did not maintain the habits, we would fall victim to our symptoms throughout the day. Do you find that when you have your habits and you, especially with the morning routine, do you find that like, you are, your symptoms are less throughout the day. 100%. Yeah. Especially
1: working out. Like, if I don't work out, I notice that my, and I'm not like sick or like extremely exhausted. I notice that my brain is like a freaking stampede of yeah. just negativity, but like, and just a million web browsers just open in there. Totally. And you just can't freaking close them.
0: Yep. So we keep these habits so that we don't lose games, fail tests, and most likely get super embarrassed by somebody throughout the day. I mean, but how
1: many times has it happened? Yeah. I'm just over it at this point.
0: Right. And honestly, ADHD is an exaggerated example of why habits and routines are so paramount, but we all have good and bad habits. And so we wanted to talk to you all about how you can use habits to form a successful routine that will take you to the results. Um, And notice that I didn't say goals there. Yes. Results. (laughs) The results that you want. Right. So. let's talk about what makes up a habit according to James clear in his book, atomic habits. Do you want me to jump into them or do you,
1: I'll start with the first okay. part. So any habit can be broken down and broken down into a feedback loop that involves four steps. So the first step is a cue. The second step is a craving third response and four reward. And, uh, do you want to get into?
0: Yeah. So he created the four laws of behavior, behavior to, um, align with those steps within creating or removing a habit or breaking a habit, um, in order to build better habits. This is kind of the steps that you want to. So basically like the cue is the thing that triggers you. Right. And then the craving is once you've, you've fulfilled that trigger and you've noticed it, then you crave it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you respond to it and then you're rewarded because you responded to it, whether it's positively or negatively. So, um, here are some of the laws that go along with those in order to build a better habit. So when you're cued for a cue, you want to make it obvious. So for example, that could be something like if you want to read first thing in the morning, having the book directly next to you on your nightstand, that would be the cue so that when you roll over, it's the first thing that you see. Um, The
1: craving, you're going to want to make it attractive. So how would you make that book attractive? Well, making it a book that A, you're interested in and B, that you're gaining something from. like obviously you're gaining something
0: from the book that your dad gave you. Exactly. So make
1: it attractive.
0: Exactly. And then a response, you want to make it easy. So no friction involved,
1: no speed bumps, no roadblocks. You want to make it as easy as possible because sometimes if there's even just one thing, like you have to get up and turn the heat on instead of just reading in bed, right? Putting your
0: phone on top of the book. Right. You have to remove your phone and then your phone's in your hand. Right. Right. Um, and then reward. So make it satisfying. And I think the satisfying part is I love to read. So uh-huh. like for me, any sort of like gaining of information always makes me feel like so good. So that's the satisfying piece. And then for me, I was able to pull, come away and like write on it. And I wrote on Haven and Flux's editorial, but now we're talking about it here, which is great. And then the inverse can be applied to break the habit. Right. So, um, with the cue, you want to make it invisible. So we'll talk about this in a second, but I'm just going to rush through this because I want to talk about breaking a bad habit and in a, in a more extreme example. But, um, so cue is make it invisible. Craving is make it unattractive. Response is then make it difficult. And then reward is make it unsatisfying. So the way that I interpreted this is like, how are you going to interrupt the cycle? Like the cycle is cue craving response reward. How do you interrupt? Maybe you can't make it invisible. So how are you going to make it unattractive? Right. Um or you, difficult. Right. Like how can you stop the cycle? Um and we're not going to read the book to you, so you go read the book. Go buy the book, go read it. It's honestly such a good read and I highly recommend that you get it in your life. But this is how I've interpreted it. And um So I'm going to give you guys a really good example. And my mom is going to die when she hears this, because this is my mom's biggest pet peeve. And I still, I'm 32 years old. Well, I'm 31. I'll be 32 on February 2nd, but let's not jump ahead of ourselves. (laughs) But I am very much avoidant attachment style. So like some people are anxious. Some people are secure. I'm avoidant. Like I don't want to deal with it. Like I'll Mm -hmm. just back out. And so it's developed in childhood. And essentially I'm I avoid any emotional closeness in relationships. I withdraw from any, I, sorry, I withdraw from and cope with hard things alone. I don't like to do it with other people and I have a huge fear of rejection and I will withdraw or turn out anything, tune out anything unpleasant. I also can't talk today. So anything that like makes me feel cringy, I just will withdraw from. I just won't, won't do it. Yeah. I just won't deal. Yeah. So as a kid, my mom would be talking about something I didn't like. And I would just start humming. Like I would straight up just start like humming a song. It would make her insane. So this is obviously an example of a bad habit that I formed just from my own childhood conditioning. And my mom broke this habit in me by applying the second law, which is make it unattractive. She would point it out every single time I did it. And then because I never wanted to hurt my mom's feelings, I stopped. Uh, And, um, The bad habit is still alive and well in my life. Like I still do it all the time. If I don't like something, I'll just start humming. So now you'll notice it. you'll be like, oh God, she's doing it, she's not pleased. Or if I don't want to be like experience something, I'll just be like singing or humming. All right, so you guys know that I live for Western wear, specifically my boots and my hat. So I wanna talk a little bit about a brand new brand that is new to Reno, Nevada, and is from our beautiful babe over here. So Britton, tell us what Murdoch's is. Well, first of all, hats have been one of my truest loves since
1: I was a kid. I swear I had a hat on in every single picture as a child, and then they quickly became a BLFT signature. We couldn't find the hat that was just perfect, and so we decided to design our own. Murdoch's is a family brand that started in the great state of Nevada in the 1950s. My great-grandparents started Murdoch's Western Wear. Fast forward 60 years, the Murdoch sisters recreate this homegrown brand by curating a hat line that embodies the spirit of Nevada. We were raised in this amazing state, and we watched a Nevadan's ability to put in a hard day's work on the ranch, followed by a hard night's play at the casinos. We pulled inspiration from the everyday beauty around us. The sunsets, Lake Tahoe, the mountains, and the forest.
0: I'm not going to lie. I have full body chills right now because you hit so many nails on the head just now. Like there's nothing that screams Reno, Nevada more than family and community and a little bit of Western. So the fact that you put all of our favorite things together and then you made it all about like bringing back the roots of your family brings me so much joy. Y'all need to check out Murdoch's Hats. Where do you find them? Murdoch'sHatsAndApparel.com. We love it. Go shop, y'all. Now, though, my new thing that is really bad that I've noticed I do is any uncomfortable thing. I'll pick up my phone. So in order to break that habit, I'm calling attention to it and I make it attractive and difficult. And I like put my phone out of sight like you I can't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my mind, I'll just be like, you're uncomfortable. Put your phone down and face your fears. And that's like the thing that I make it unattractive. And then if that's not working, I'll literally put my phone away from me.
1: I am 100 percent with you on the phone thing. I didn't hum when my mom was talking, but I'm sure I did something else. <laughs> But any like uncomfortable thing or even like, even if it's in a movie and like say the good guy's going to lose, I'm like, no, I cannot. Like yeah. I literally have to, or if I'm bored, yeah, which doesn't really happen. Like I can't really recall any times that I'm bored, but maybe when it's like I cut out those times to relax and then I take that as being bored because I'm like, my brain is just like wants to be at a full sprint. Yeah. But anyway, so anytime, like even in a movie or anything, anytime I'm uncomfortable, I want to escape that. And so I just get on my phone and I open up the app. Right. Yeah. So it's hard. It's really hard. But I think the best way for me is to physically remove the phone from the premises. <laughs> I need to 86 my phone from my house. Seriously. Literally. Seriously. So we I have to. Yeah. Like physically remove it. And then like I have to also go back to like some meditation practices of like taking some deep breaths. Like Yeah being grounded, picturing where my body is in space and be like, I'm here. I need to be doing this, but where your feet are. Yeah, exactly. And it's, so yeah, the phone thing to me is my
0: biggest bad habit. It's a struggle, but let's talk about building good habits and routines. Yeah. Um, so I am personally obsessed with a routine sandwich and the reason that I came up
1: with I this. love that you called it that because I relate to this so much. Okay, go ahead. I
0: think a lot of people will. And yeah. I think that like, honestly, when it comes down to it, it's a stupid name for it, routine sandwich. But I was forced to create this when I was on the road traveling for weeks at a time because you're in a different hotel, you're in a new city, sometimes multiple cities per week. So it's like, I wasn't even in the same hotel, like one night to the next. And I was waking up in different places. So I created the routine sandwich that that basically created structure at the beginning and the end of my day. So that chaos could absolutely ensue in the middle, and it wouldn't make me lose. You know, I would my symptoms wouldn't come back up. It wouldn't make me off track. So within the routine sandwich are small habits that I stack, which I didn't realize was a thing until I read Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. Habit stacking is basically you build new habits by attaching them onto old habits.
1: Right, and the stack becomes a routine.
0: Exactly. Yep. So here's how I unknowingly use the feedback loop laws of habit change. Um, it starts at night. Which is the opposite of what most people think. Um, I had to create anchors within the AM and PM routine because sometimes, like for example, if I was in a hotel room, which this is like kind of a non-negotiable for me, but sometimes when I travel with friends, this happens where there's no coffee pot in the room, mm-hmm. and like coffee is part of my anchor. Yes. So, um, like, I would have to plan. Okay, where am I going to go to get the coffee? So then that became
1: kind of throws it out of whack.
0: Right. So, mm-hmm. um, it starts with the nighttime. The anchor. Um. Sorry. Um, it starts in the night, and the routine looks like this. So I make a plan for the next day, and I write it all down. Mm-hmm. I pick up my house, um and that that like end of the day list is really right after I finish my work. Mm-hmm. Um, I pick up the house because clutter to me is chaos, and I have enough of that in yes, my mind. <laughs> yes. um, I make a schedule and the coffee for the next day. I'm sorry, I make and I schedule coffee for the next morning. I wash my face, both brush my teeth and get in bed. And then I usually journal about, about what went well that day. Cause it kind of sets my mind up in like a positive headspace. Mm-hmm. And then I think about the things that I could have done better. And then I read and I go to bed. Um, the anchor from the night before is what I build on in the morning. It's the thing mm-hmm. I look forward to. So I wake up and I always reach for my phone to turn off my alarm. I used to go on Instagram or check emails. Now I open audible and listen to an educational
1: book. Good job
0: that usually inspires me to get out of bed. I'm kind of someone who likes to lay in bed for a while. Um, and I noticed that I really like to play with my dog in the morning. So, and she like now jumps into bed with me. So I'm like, okay, I can listen to my book, snuggle my dog brings me joy. Yeah. And then I get up, I put my workout clothes on, I brush my teeth. I put my eyes in my eyes are my contacts. I can't see I'm blind. Um, and if if I don't put my workout clothes on right away, like then it's just another like, um, roadblock that makes it so that I can't, you know, there it's an easy reason to say, like, hey, I'm not gonna go work out because I'm not in my clothes yet. Right. Um, and then I light a candle as soon as I get downstairs. I open the blinds, I feed the dog, I take a shot of chlorophyll, down a glass of water with my vitamins, and pour a cup of coffee.
1: Vitamins Is it, on an empty stomach.
0: Oh, girl, they're they're a good kind. Okay. They're you can't do this with all vitamins. So if you have vitamins that you cannot take on an empty stomach, do not do it. But I um use love wellness and I can take them on an empty stomach. And then yeah, basically I let's say, I mean, Sage is so much in the routine now that like, if I don't do, like, if I don't open the blinds, she likes to go look out the window. If I don't open the blinds, she's like, what the fuck are we doing? Like where, like, it has to be like, she will lead the way Mm. to like the next step in the routine. Um, and that's, you know, the workout is the anchor of my morning routine. And if I don't do the workout, I like, it's the end of it. And if I don't do it, we're dead. Like the whole, like right. today I didn't do my workout and you can probably see the difference.
1: Yeah, but you're doing great. So no, I just mean, let I'm it fine. go. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's no, like, but
0: right. I can tell.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally.
0: So what's your routine, Britton?
1: So that's great. I love hearing about your routine. Mine is kind of similar, a little bit different. Um, so I wake up with an alarm in Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. I run on the Peloton tread at home, which I love having uh, workout thing at my house because it just eliminates the friction and speed bumps to Mm -hmm. getting my butt moving on Tuesday and Thursday, I do Pilates. But if I'm working out at home, I give myself an extra 30 minutes of sleep, which I, I truly crave because I feel like I'm exhausted. And a lot of times my job goes late into the night, like with events. And like by the time we unload at the babe cave and get home, I'm not in bed till 11 or midnight. And so like by the time I'm actually asleep.
0: Can I ask you what time you wake up every morning?
1: Um, it just depends. Like if I have Pilates, I wake up at seven. If I don't have Pilates, I wake up at seven thirty. Okay. Um, and so that's the extra 30 minutes I allow. And I truly soak up. I immediately put my workout clothes before I'm even aware that I'm actually awake Same. or like go to the bathroom. I just like stumble out of bed and I have them laid out. So I just like put them on, I brush my teeth, I go make an Americano, Um, when I drink my coffee, I write my to-do list for the day and at my top of the to-do list, I always do, um, three things I'm grateful for. I love that. Uh, I get on the tread and the first 30 minutes of my workout, I listen to a podcast. Um, most of the time it's a spiritual podcast. Sometimes it's educational. Um, I find that the majority of my creative ideas come while I'm on the treadmill, which is super interesting. Um, like, and sometimes I have to like hop off and just write them down in my notes. Mm -hmm. Um, I always stretch after my workout and that's kind of just like a coming down. And I like, you know, thank my body for being able to do what it does. Um, now I have a dog. So that's been a whole thing that I have to freaking work into my freaking routine. So I like (laughs) let the dog out. Um, and I immediately take off my sweaty ass clothes and throw them in the laundry room. Um, and depending on my day, either do my makeup or if I'm working from home, I just put on comfy clothes and start working. Yeah. So my nighttime routine is always different because my schedule is always different, mm-hmm. but I just wash my face, brush my teeth. When I get in bed, I go over in my head, what I have to do the next day and what I'm going to wear. Yeah. Um, and then I pray, do some breathing meditation. And I'm usually so freaking exhausted that I just pass out during that part. So. That's
0: that's been me lately. Last night, I seriously, I got in bed at seven 30 and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm going to like keep moving. It's going to be fine. And I did not keep moving. I did not read a book. I fell asleep at eight. So even make it to eight. Your brain's
1: like, eh, I'm shutting down <laughs>
0: and we're done for the day. So, um, and I, you know, I think I skipped over this, but I do the gratitude journal. That's the anchor of my morning. Besides the workout is like the gratitude is crucial right because it sets your mindset and it's such an easy thing that you can do from anywhere so right it gives that like that sense of peace and also
1: just like happiness like gratitude is the root of all of that but I don't make it a big thing I literally write and they can be so simple three things that I'm grateful for uh, like right before my to-do list and it's like you know health like yeah sometimes I'm in a really big hurry so I'm just like jotting them down but either way it just you know creates that endorphin release of like, oh shit. Okay. Things are good.
0: Okay. Another question for you. Do you write down your to-do list on a
1: notepad? Yeah. On a little sticky note.
0: Yeah. Oh, a sticky note.
1: Yep. And then I have it. And so that will be like everywhere that I see that day.
0: That is brilliant. Like on my
1: computer or on the, wherever I'm working. So then, then I crumble it up. Yeah. It keeps it small. And then at the end of the day, I like go through and I'm like, okay, I did all that. And if I didn't, then it carries over to the next
0: day. But I always try to finish. You just have sticky notes everywhere because I would just have like seven million. Yeah. But I throw them away. My list is too long right now. So I like need to I'm playing catch up. So yeah.
1: No, unless I'm doing like a full like when I first started Murdoch's Hats, I my our whole kitchen table was sticky notes and it was all organized. It looked like a freaking grid. It was cool. But
0: anxiety Inducing. Yep. Okay. So let's talk about the takeaways for you guys. Um, this is going to be a little bit longer one today for you guys. So you're welcome. Um, so to break a bad habit, use the inverse and this is just a wrap up, right? So this is just kind of what you can take. I would say the first thing that you do is that you create habits that form a routine. Um, but to break a bad habit, use the inverse of creating a good habit to break the bad habit, find a way to make it invisible, unattractive, difficult, or unsatisfying.
1: Right. Right. I'm thinking of people who like smoke. Yeah. You know? I mean, now everyone smokes a jewel or like vapes or whatever, but like make it invisible. A don't have them around your house. Yeah. Don't go to the places that you used to go when you would do it or do the things and a lot that's hard because a lot of them are like, oh, I'm driving. But make that difficult. Make it unsatisfying. Yeah. You know. So go ahead.
0: I mean, I used to smoke and the biggest thing was that like you say I am a smoker, like I used to say that I am a smoker. Uh-huh. And now I find myself saying that I soak I smoke socially. And I stopped saying I smoke socially and now I don't smoke socially. And what really happened is the last time I smoked socially, I grabbed the ash of a guy's cigarette and burned, like he let go of it and it burned my knuckles. So So I got like third degree burns. Unattractive, difficult, unsatisfying. Unsatisfying. (laughs) And so now I'm like, I am not a smoker. I never smoke because it's painful. Um, So yeah. Do you want to talk about building a new habit? Yeah. So to build a new
1: habit is to make it obvious, you know, put it right in front of your eyes, make it attractive, make it easy, eliminate that friction and make it satisfying. Then stack it onto an existing habit. And like, for example, if you lay in bed in the morning, listen to a book that inspires you to get out of bed instead of sitting on your phone that's like one way that you can build new habit. But like stacking and making it easy for me is... The key.
0: Do you get out of bed as soon as your um, alarm goes off?
1: Yeah. I mean, for the most part, like I'll hear my alarm and then I literally roll out of bed and I just like immediately start taking my clothes off and putting on my workout clothes.
0: Okay. I do that, but it just takes me a minute to get out of bed. And I'm really, that's a habit I want to break. I don't well, want to be the person. When
1: I, I to go break. to Pilates, like I have to because it's like such a time crunch. I like literally allow three minutes. Yeah. And then um, when I work out from home, that extra 30 minutes I, that I say asleep, that's kind of where I lay in bed. Got it. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, and then creating a routine sandwich is another takeaway, have a morning and a nighttime routine of habits that you can always go back to that way. When your day is chaotic or something comes up unannounced, you can always begin again, which we talked about at the beginning of this year and pick your routines back up at night or in the morning. So always having the anchor that you can go back to, which leads us to
1: create anchors within your routine sandwich. So create one to two small habits that are absolutely non-negotiable. Um, these are habits that will create the biggest negative ripple effect if you don't do them. So they must be done. I mean, what are, what is your anchor?
0: Um, uh, my anchor in the morning is the gratitude mm-hmm. and really it's like the coffee is the morning and the nighttime anchor, but, uh, morning is gratitudes and workout. Nice. I look forward to the coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. So then like the biggest negative effect in my nighttime routine is not making the coffee because then it won't be ready in the morning. Right. It'll slow me down. Got you. So yeah, um, I think overall we're going to go ahead and wrap up here, but remember winners and losers set the same goals. So don't set goals, make habits. Thank you guys for listening to the ninth episode of Brit on Blast. We're coming back to you next week with number 10. We appreciate you all so much. Where can they find us, Brit? You can
1: find us at Brit on Blast at BLFT Reno, and at Haven and Flex on Instagram and Facebook. And at Murdoch, Murdoch Hats. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's add it in there. We got to add that in there because she's alive and well, baby. Yep. Don't forget to download and review us, guys. It helps so much. Yep. And we will see you all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.